All right, team. Welcome back to the Monday Morning Dad podcast. I hope you've enjoyed the first few episodes. And if you have, or really even if you haven't, would you guys do me a favor? Would you subscribe or follow on whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts? And if you're feeling up for it, would you click on those five stars on Apple Podcasts to leave a review? That'll just uh, that'll help more dads find us and be able to join in on these conversations. So I'd really appreciate that. But anyway, what I want to talk about today actually came up in my discussion with Austin last week during our before and after conversation that I got to have with him. And uh, it really got to the point where I thought, you know, maybe this this would be better if I just address this topic as a separate episode because there was a lot here that I didn't want people to miss. So um, took it out of Austin's last week and uh, wanted to talk about it here this week. But it's going to be four things that you need to know before becoming a dad. Uh, We'll get into those in a little bit, but when I was preparing to become a dad for the first time, I was obviously super excited, wanted to learn everything I could about being the best dad ever, wanted to be really prepared for birth because I knew really only what I knew was what the movies taught us, which by the way, guys, I hate to break it to you, but that is not how birth goes. Just imagine trying to fit like a 24 to 48 hour labor and delivery into a small three minute clip in a movie, and there's probably a lot that you're going to miss, so... Anyway, uh, people are also generally pretty excited for you, and oftentimes they'll get like fun baby gifts from people to share in that excitement, and as a dad who loves to read, people uh, got me a few books on quote-unquote becoming a dad, so whatever that means. Um, now, I'm not going to throw any titles out there, and honestly, I just went to my bookshelf to look for them and couldn't find them, so I probably got rid of them since they were so bad, um, but these books I read seem to all follow like the same trend. It's have a period of mourning for the dad because his life is over. Then you mix in a bunch of like self-deprecating jokes that really reinforce dumb stereotypes about dads. And then you turn to tearing down the spouse for being super needy because she's pregnant. And um, honestly, it took this like exciting time in my life and really started to make me question if my role as a father was really all that important after all, uh, which is kind of sad. So man, honestly, part part of me deciding to start this podcast and talk openly about things dads deal with is because there's so many dads out there that hide behind this crap that I was reading and never really live up to what God's design is for a husband and a dad. And, and that really, that really pains me. I mean, I've seen it in close relationships. I've seen families torn apart because of it. I've seen kids grow up really just wishing they had a a more involved, a more caring, a more tender, a more God-fearing dad in their lives. So, so man, I don't know how life-changing this episode will be for anyone. Um, but honestly, as I, was, as I was talking to Austin last week, these are just things that I wished, honestly, somebody had passed along to me as a new dad. It's four things you need to know as a new dad, and obviously this list is not exhaustive by any means, and there's plenty of things that you'll need to know as a new dad. But these were some of the more helpful things for me that as I was processing um, what I wanted to hear while becoming a new dad, these were some of the ones that stuck out to me. Uh, now, as I go through this, I think your first thought's probably going to be, duh, Ryan, like, I, I paid you for this? Like, what is this? And even when these words come out of my mouth, I can't, he- can't help but think about how, like, painfully obvious these things are. But honestly, I need to preach to myself every day these four things. Uh, So with that being said, here are four things you need to know as a new dad. Number one, change is coming. Duh, Ryan. 
See, like I said, your wife won't be able to pick things up for a while. Your friends and parents and in-laws may be a little overwhelming, even though they're uh, trying to be helpful and have good intentions. Sex ain't happening for at least six weeks. Uh, your quote-unquote normal schedule is going to be tossed out the window. So uh, there's there's going to be a lot of change. But I want to encourage you guys to, to really give yourself some room to adjust expectations a little bit and uh, think about what you guys want your family's life to look like after birth, uh, whether that's immediately after birth or the, the first year after birth. Um, just trying to adjust those expectations a little bit and just know that for a while, guys, your first priority is going to be bonding with your family and serving your wife. It's not going to be responsibilities outside of the home. It's, it's not going to be work. It's not going to be... Uh, really even serving other people like your first priority is going to be bonding with your family and serving your wife so our church actually just finished going through the book of philippians and and as i was thinking about this i just kept coming back to uh, a few of those verses that we got to memorize as a church and one is philippians 2 uh, verses 3 through 4 which says do nothing from rivalry or conceit but in humility count others more significant than yourselves let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. So guys, this is your chance right now, starting right now, even during pregnancy, to 100% serve your wife. I know it's easier to say, much harder to do. Um, but getting in that habit now of serving your wife and outdoing one another uh, and, and serving each other is, is going to be helpful for you. So then if you keep going down to Philippians 2.14, I'm going to flip over here in my Bible. Uh, we get to the good stuff, those verses in scripture that we always want to push aside and pretend like, eh, maybe they're not really there. Anyone know what this says? Any guesses? I'm going to read it for you real quick. Uh, Philippians 2 verse 14 says, do all things without grumbling or questioning. Do all things without grumbling or questioning. That temptation to complain and grumble, it's going to be there for sure. I mean, you know it. I know it from those uh, dumb pregnancy pillows that leave you with that tiny little sliver of what you knew your bed to be to that second night in the hospital when cute little baby who was sleeping all day yesterday now just all of a sudden wants to eat every five minutes and you get zero sleep and you have no idea why that's happening and nobody told you that was going to happen. So here you go. Uh, that second night in the hospital is going to be not that fun and you're going to be tempted to complain and grumble um even small things like being asked by your spouse to change a diaper it's going to happen and we're going to be tempted to complain and grumble my encouragement i guess is to be a stoic i mean there's going to be a lot of things outside of your control that you can't change but there's no better way to love your family than to serve your family joyfully during this time so like i said i'm preaching to myself right here too because i need that uh, every day it is difficult. Number two, it takes a community. Uh, as I was talking to my wife about this, she was like, Ryan, it's it takes a village. I'm like, I know that, but I didn't want to say that. So it takes a community. Anyway, I think that's easy to say, much harder for some people to actually act upon. So don't be afraid to have that humility to, to ask for help or even advice when you feel overwhelmed or may need something. Your family and your church family will be dying to serve you again adjust your expectations a little bit. Things are changing for sure. Figure that out with your spouse um, as a family, but 
don't be afraid to have that humility to ask for help when you need it. Uh, and also, man, look to the fathers that you admire and learn from them. There were a few dads in my life that I was like, you know what? They are great dads. I want to be a dad like them. I'm going to look to them, learn from them a little bit. And that's a great part of discipleship where you can really walk alongside more seasoned dads and then do the same for other new dads. So it takes a community. Number three, the fun one, you're still a sinner. You're still a sinner. Fun fact, actually, your baby's probably going to be one of the best of them. And you know what? You'll probably uncover even more sin in your heart once your baby's born. I know for me, I'd I'd always considered myself a super laid back guy. I mean, I still do, but nothing would ever really bother me at all. But when I became a dad for the first time, there was like this intense anger that just shot up out of nowhere. And I found myself just begging for God's grace every day. Um, It definitely helped that we named our firstborn Grace. So she's a constant reminder of that. Uh, But there's just this sin that came up out of nowhere that I, I, I didn't understand. I never saw before. Um, but that, that part of me, I think a lot of it honestly was expectations for me that I had, uh, for being a father. When I, when I thought about fatherhood and, and all these, uh, special moments that I was going to have with my kid, I think my mindset was like what fatherhood is going to be like when they're two or three or little toddlers and like growing up, they can communicate and do fun things with you. I didn't think about, um, what's fatherhood going to look like when, Uh, it seems like they hate you and they never want to be with you and they always want mom and mom's the only one that can get them to stop crying. And uh, yeah, I felt, I felt pretty worthless as a dad at that point. And it kind of uh, the, the root of anger just sort of came up and and boiled out because of that. So um, definitely be praying against that sin, praying that God would root out that sin in your life, but also that he would show that to you so you can root that sin out. Uh, But in the midst of all your ugly sin, remember that number four, God is still sovereign. So God is still sovereign in birth. When you feel helpless and your wife is in more pain than you've ever seen before, and the baby's going to come out when when God decides the baby will come out, uh, just know that he will be with you. Uh, God is sovereign in life. You'll be reminded of this nonstop as a dad when you want to control things, and you know what? Baby's going to say, nope, and you just feel like there's nothing you can do to, to quote-unquote fix it. First Peter 5, 7 says, cast all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. So trust that God cares for you. And then God is still sovereign in salvation, too. I know a lot of you are praying already for your baby's salvation. We had been praying for our girl's salvation before they were born. We still are begging God for that. Um, and I love that about you guys. So, uh, But no matter how many songs they learn or how many Bible verses they memorize or how many family devotions they're a part of or how many summer camps they go to, there's no guarantee that they will be saved. Matt Chandler says, uh, our job is not to save our children. Our job is to teach them about Jesus, putting as much kindling around their hearts as we possibly can so that the Holy Spirit can come in and ignite the fire. So sing those songs, memorize that scripture, have family devotions. You guys get to do your part of teaching, encouraging, and pointing to Christ while trusting that the Lord can and will act in salvation. So I don't know. I hope those things were helpful for you. Number one, change is coming. Number two, it takes a community. 
Number three, you're still a sinner. And number four, God is still sovereign. And again, I know they seem like obvious things you already know, but I, I pray that you're comforted and encouraged by that and that that will hopefully help you as you move into fatherhood. So just a quick little hitter for you all this week. I have no dad fails to laugh about, unfortunately, but I hope you enjoy your week. Let's go get those ones up.